Here we go. We got okay, on our hats. Music. We're ready for the holidays. Yeah. We got thunderstorm I, going. Spooky. spooky. I just hope that my power stays on. Yeah. No, we're gonna we're gonna do our best here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, the power won't go out. It'll be fine. And like, I literally said that as my sister was like, I'm gonna plug in my phone. And then it got really windy and the power surged. And I was uh-huh. like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. No, I sent that message. I was like, oh, I don't hear anything. And then literally the <laughs> rain started picking up. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. we're doing this then. Yeah, it's okay. All right. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Wholesome Spooks. I'm Justin. And I'm Jordan. And today we're launching into that holiday spirit. Christmas and December and everything else can be spooky too. We're going to talk about gremlins. We're going to go fast because it's storming, and I'm just excited. <laughs> I'm excited, too. On my end, you sound like a robot, but we'll work with it. It'll be okay. Okay. We'll spice together the audio, so it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We'll figure it out. It should be we'll okay. We'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> so, this is one that we had both seen, right? Before? Yeah. Yeah, okay. but I hadn't seen it since I was real little. But I can distinctly remember like exactly when and where I saw it, so... Ooh, tell me this thing. Oh, it was just, we were living with my great-grandmother at the time, and I just remember watching it in her house, like, around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, cute! And then, like, we had, like, a little gizmo toy. Aw. And I was like, oh, cute! But it's very different now. Like, watching it as an adult, I was like, huh, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> very- I, don't, I don't remember it being quite this problematic at parts. And, like, there are some parts that were really depressing, and I was like, I don't remember this being in this uh-huh. movie. <laughs> when did this get in here? I thought it was just cute little guys running uh-huh. around. No, I was, like, obsessed with this movie for a little bit. Um, I, I dated... <laughs> embarrassing story time. I dated a girl in high school um, who had not seen it, and so literally I made her a vhs copy of it oh my god that's cute <laughs> oh that's like a mixtape but instead it's just gremlins on vhs right right i don't <laughs> even know i don't even know how i got it what would i how did i how did i do that did i pirate what? gremlins what maybe you like had it from the library or something <laughs> maybe <laughs> checked out gremlins at the library and then pirated it for your crush yeah for your uh-huh. girlfriend it didn't That's work great. out <laughs> oh no it was too much too much of a bad boy <laughs> oh no <laughs> breaking the law of gremlins that was like peak jesus days too so like ooh, that oh, thunder oh oh yeah i could hear that on my end uh-huh. And it wasn't like at my house, I, I don't think. That's okay. We're fine. So, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, Gremlins, 1984, directed by Joe Dante, written by Joe Dante, as well as Christopher or Chris Columbus, not Christopher Columbus. <laughs> that would be wild. I think that 
that every time I see it. I'm like, I know. Oh, he's done super problematic, dude. <laughs> he's done so many things. He he directed the first two Harry Potter movies. I think he's everywhere. He did Rent, the the movie musical. Oh, I um, didn't know he did Rent. Yeah, it's real cool. Uh, Joe Dante is famous for doing a lot of like satirical, dark. Uh, Mm-hmm. comedy things um and of course uh executive produced by steven spielberg um he did it he yeah spielberg himself so um gremlins if you have not seen it how <laughs> do you need me to bring <laughs> you a vhs copy um yeah, i'm gonna make you one i will <laughs> they're, they're, they're bad boy they're making the gremlins vhs copy uh-huh. for everyone the first five people to retweet this episode We'll get. I'm not going to promise that. No, <laughs> I think no, that's no. incriminating. Are you going to do it? It's going to be really hard to get one. <laughs> I don't even have a VHS player anymore. <laughs> that's that's going to be the main thing. Um, so obviously, this movie takes place uh, during Christmas time. Uh, it is our first creature feature. That's exciting. Um, it is. It's one of my favorite genres of horror. It's just like yeah. little little monsters terrorizing towns and stuff. Me um, too. Just Puppets are really fun. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, this movie has themes of anti-capitalism as well as like general cynicism towards like American ideals and stuff. So it's great in that regard. This movie, alongside Temple of Doom, uh, also helped lead to the creation of the PG-13 rating system. Yeah. Because it was too dang dark for people it's a little dark for children but yeah mm-hmm. it's fine <laughs> I they lived. Okay. yeah uh-huh. i guess since we mentioned it uh already temple of doom uh this movie unfortunately did come out during a time when there was a lot of ill place uh and often very racist and and xenophobic tendencies yeah. toward asian cultures we'll get more into it but <laughs> i think it's interesting to point out too that uh i'd say xenophobia kind of always exists mm-hmm. as a whole after a certain time period but I don't, it's not a political podcast so i'm not going to get into that but like <laughs> uh, i think it's interesting to see xenophobia kind of ramping up in the U.S. and then the the Gremlins TV series is coming out next year. So hopefully they got rid of that in Gremlins. Like right. I'm like hoping they got rid of that. I'm thinking, and we'll get into this too, um, there is a absolutely buckwild novelization of the uh, movie, of the first movie. I think there is of the second movie as well um, that is non-canonical, but it places the, it says that the the gremlins the mogwai come from space which i think maybe makes more sense and i'm kind of hoping yeah. is the direction they'll lean because the uh animated series is like called secrets of the mogwai i think but any- I think anyways it- we'll, we'll definitely get into it but i feel like we should definitely we should mention oh. it up top um, yeah and then talk about the because it's weird and it is like super prevalent which is within the first like 15 to 20 minutes of this flick yeah, it like peters out towards the end, but even then, like sometimes still. But it's like there are worse '80s movies about it. But I think it's important that we point it out that that is right. there. It, a lot of horror. There's going to be stuff that it's like it's great, but let's point out this thing. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, because Temple of Doom definitely like is another pretty major culprit in that. I've never seen Temple of Doom. It has a lot of like I think 
India specific like stuff. Whenever um, I was researching like the xenophobia and gremlins, because I like to do that to make sure I'm not like just being like, oh, I'm too sensitive because that's like an anxiety thing because people have told me I'm too sensitive or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was I was researching it to see if like other people have said it. And of course, like there are like scholarly reviews on it and stuff like that. And they all mentioned right. <laughs> Temple of Doom. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay. <laughs> it's just, it's rough. And I feel like I, I definitely, I think people will appreciate that that extra effort to look into it. Because yeah. it's like, I can say right now, until uh, this person dies, we will probably never cover like Jeepers Creepers because the director of that is a real piece of shit. And I Are would they? rather not get, oh yeah. I never got into Jeepers Creepers, so I've never heard any of the Jeepers Creepers tea. Oh no. It's... <laughs> It's bad. Um, so, like, being mindful of the content that you consume is, is oh, a good yeah, thing. Oh, wait. I have seen Jeepers Creepers. So, uh, movie starts off pretty normal. It's got, like, a really, really slow start. Um, it's basically kind of like E.T., you know, another Steven Spielberg. Uh, normal suburban folk. Uh, dad is looking for a Christmas present. Wanders into uh, a shop in Chinatown. Uh, essentially steals the uh, mogwai uh, that he yeah. names Gizmo. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, this is very classic. Uh-huh. Look at this guy just waltzing in here. Right. He wants what he can't have. He yoinks it. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> the the shop owner's grandson is like, nah, we need the money. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, grandpa's going to get have to get over it so he takes he takes the creature brings it home for his son billy for christmas um fun fact the shop owner was almost played by mako um who did the voice of iroh in avatar the last airbender oh, oh nice i don't know if it would have made the role any better but like i yeah, thought it was i like the guy who did play him i don't remember yeah. his name i was uh, looking him up though he died before i was even born but he was like really old yeah, I think Gremlins 2 was actually like his last movie that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he brings uh, he brings Gizmo home to his son Billy for Christmas, uh, wrapped up like in paper inside of a basket, which is wild because it's a living creature. Yeah, he's like, don't shake it. <laughs> he's like, don't shake it. It won't make it till Christmas Day. It's like, <laughs> but I don't know a lot about Mogwai or Gremlins, but I feel like they need oxygen. Yeah, something... It gets into the scene where they open it up and the kid's like, oh, is it a puppy? Uh-huh. And then they look at it and like, what was going on in the 80s that they look at this thing and they're not like, let's take this to an institute. Like, what the fuck is this thing? They're uh-huh. just like, oh, yay, a new pet. <laughs> <laughs> they're not like, oh, what is this? You know, uh-huh. I, I know it's before Google, but like, bust out an encyclopedia. <laughs> like, hello? Uh-huh. Even that kind of comes into play later and makes me kind of annoyed. Because, like, from the get-go, we know three things about these. I'm just going to call them gremlin. Uh, gremlins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mogwai is a Cantonese term. I looked this up. Uh, that essentially means devil. Um, mm-hmm. It just kind of plays into, into some of that nastiness we were talking about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so, for the purposes of this, I'm just going to call them gremlins. Uh, <laughs> but you got three rules. Number one, he hates bright lights. We know that. But you got to keep him out of the sunlight. Sunlight will kill him. Number two, keep him away from water. Don't give him any water to drink. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight. 
which like the sequel kind of pokes fun of these rules and we we know we know yeah. it's silly it doesn't make sense it's a movie like suspension of belief is key definitely yeah another fun fact because my brain is just like inundated with them at this point when billy who is played by zach galligan i think is his name uh when he opens the present with gizmo inside uh because the the puppetry and animatronics in this thing are like incredible um yeah, they're cute. when he opened it he thought it was a real creature at first oh my god really yeah and so did the dog that's why it like reacts to oh. to gizmo oh well you mentioned the dog so billy has this dog and the, there's a scene that's before this where you're meeting billy mm-hmm. and this woman comes into his place of work which is a bank and goes on this rant about wanting to murder his dog oh yeah i yeah. Did not remember that as a kid. So watching <laughs> that, I was just like, "What is happening? Uh-huh. She's Why the worst." Playing she these things, and then the guy in the bank just agrees with her. Mm-hmm. He's just like, "Oh yeah, yep. putting it in the dryer and turn it. That would do it." And I was like, "What?" You're just like your father. I've listened to his miserable excuses for ten years. The loser. As for you, you mangy cur. I'll get you when you least expect it. Because the dog, like, <laughs> inadvertently destroys a, a lawn ornament or something. Yeah, it knocked over her snowman. Like, oh my god, dude. So, so we can kind of, because I have, I have notes. Um, obviously, just from how we're doing so far, this isn't going to be a lot like some of our previous episodes where we go beat by beat in the story. Because, like, it is fairly simple, and I kind of just want to talk about, like, what we like about the movie and, like, behind yeah. the scenes and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it's um, not too much to dissect. It's just kind of, like, a fun... Right. Yeah, it's it's fun. pretty breezy for the most part. The original version of this story was, like, much darker, and I have mm-hmm. a couple of, like, key examples on, on how. Originally, there was a much higher body count in this movie. Yeah. And I yeah. think Barney the dog was included in that. Um, which would have been so sad. I am so glad that Barney is okay. They also would have potentially killed Billy's mom. Uh, when she fights the gremlins later mm-hmm. on, he would have walked into the house and then from the stairs, like her decapitated head would have been like tossed oh, at him. No. Oh no. <laughs> Kids yeah. would have been unhappy with that. It is, it is wild. But like because of studio interference and stuff, they kind of they reeled it back a little bit. Not too much, but, you know, enough. This movie also has like a pretty packed cast. So we have I mean, our leads aren't like super well known. Uh, Zach Galligan, I don't think it had any major roles. Um, uh, Phoebe Cates, who had done uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh, plays. uh, I said Kate, uh, the girlfriend, essentially the love interest. Um, the dad is played by Hoyt Axton, who is like this famous, uh, vocalist. He's got this like deep booming voice that is pretty iconic. Um, and then of course, one of my favorite, uh, character actors, uh, Dick Miller, uh, plays Murray Futterman, uh, World War II vet and persnickety old man. And boy, does he play it well. He, <laughs> he might as well have a MAGA hat on. It is. <laughs> it's like. It's not very likable. <laughs> I think, I think, I don't know. I might have, I might have an issue where I have like uh, quarantined this movie from like other parts of my brain. 
So I'm trying not to view it with like nostalgia goggles or whatever but like yeah for sure that parallel does exist um oh yeah (laughs) dick miller works with joe dante a lot um he is in small soldiers uh which also gave me nightmares as a child because of dolls (laughs) Um, (laughs) and uh he was in the original movie version of little shop of horrors it's so good it was not a musical at that point unfortunately but Still very fun. <laughs> it's time for a musical break. We <laughs> we almost covered um, Rocky Horror in November, and I honestly I don't know how we would have I don't know how I would have edited that together um, because oh it is owned by Disney at this point. So like oh. any any inclusion of like songs that I would have put would have been like two seconds. Yeah. So that's that's hard to do. Disney owns Rocky Horror, really? Yeah, because I think it's a, it was a Fox production. Dang. And now they own Fox. Um, so so is, is Frankenfurter a uh, Disney princess? Maybe? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> anywho, you also... <laughs> you also have uh, Chuck Jones cameo, who did a bunch of like Looney Tunes cartoons. Um Corey Feldman has a role. He plays the little kid, the neighbor boy, essentially, um, who in the original version after the gremlins attack just like vanishes, like gets out of town and never comes back. Um, I guess because he is so scared. (laughs) Yeah, I don't blame him. Um, But yeah, early movie, this movie, like, as I mentioned, is kind of slow. So like the first, I don't know, after we get past like the shop stuff, I feel like a lot of it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's just the dad being bad at making inventions and they're struggling for Christmas and they're like, oh no, mm-hmm. Christmas is going to be sad. The The guy who plays uh, the um, stepdad therapist in the Santa Claus uh, plays like a really snooty banker oh, yeah. dude in this yeah, and I yeah. hate him. And then they He's just kind of... <laughs> they ditch him like halfway through because yeah, he, he doesn't he contribute anything to the plot. He just like hits on the younger girl mm-hmm. that that Billy's interested in. He's like, "Oh, you want to come see my new apartment?" <laughs> it's so weird. Uh huh. Like I didn't see your old apartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're living with uh, Gizmo for a little bit. He's super cute. Yeah. Uh, Cute. he's adorable iconic no no wonder they made so many toys and like merch off of gizmo and the gremlins like okay. yeah it's it's just he's, so good fun fact the original voices of gizmo is howie mendel mm-hmm. i didn't i looked that up and i was like oh mm-hmm. it's like a pokemon because it just goes gizmo <laughs> Like Mogwai, Mogwai, what are they called? Mog, Mog, Mogwai, Mogwais. Mm-hmm. Also, the the dad is like, I just call him Gizmo because Mogwai is too hard to say. They're equally hard to say words. Uh huh. I don't know what, what, like, what. Yeah, because they don't. Gizmo. Uh huh. Because there's only like the one at first, so I guess it makes sense to call it yeah. by name. Yeah. Um. So they're just they're enjoying life with Gizmo for an indeterminate amount of time. It doesn't seem very long. Um, They're watching TV. He likes music. 
dog. He's real cute. He gets along with the dog. Yeah. Everything is fine until Corey Feldman, I think his his character's name is Pete, neighbor boy, um, breaks the rule and accidentally spills water on him. And then there's a bunch of little gizmos. Um, they're not as nice. They're not as nice gizmos. No, they're not nearly as nice. They're kind of nasty. Uh, they have a leader who they call Stripe because he's got a little mohawk. Um, <laughs> and it's just mean. They're mean to Gizmo and it makes me feel bad whenever they pick on him. Yeah, I don't like them being mean to Gizmo. No, and then they pick on the dog too. Yeah, I was worried they were going to kill the dog. I guess they were supposed to. Uh-huh. I was worried they were going to kill the dog whenever it's like hanging from the the lights. I was uh-huh. like... Ooh, I don't remember a dog dying in this as a kid. No, no, no dog death. It's all good. We're 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 two for two when it comes to dogs and in, in horror movies. Thank goodness. <laughs> um. So like right away, as soon as these little gizmos, uh, little gremlins are born, they're causing trouble. They've got very different personalities. Um. And it's just like. No one really notices the weird things that are going on. They think that when Barney is strung up outside by the Christmas lights that it was Miss Deagle, um, which we see later on. She's got like a she's got like a motorized hydraulic chair that takes her upstairs. I don't know how she would have managed to to no, do I that. Anything. She's got a bunch of cats. Yeah. And a lot of her stuff is like. I don't know. It, she is infuriating because she will be so mean. And then she did that thing where she's like, oh, my heart, like, immediately yeah. plays the victim. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah, fights everyone. Um, so the gremlins start causing trouble. They're being mean to Gizmo. And eventually um, they chew through the wires in Billy's alarm clock. And he accidentally feeds them past midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Do you? I tricked them. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you have any notes about the um, cocoons specifically? They reminded me a lot of Alien, just like the yeah. the 80s, like, oh, what's gonna come out of it? Like, we're stupid, and we're just gonna have it in this box with a bunch of children around. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, like 80s, like cocoon, but it was it was very Alien. I got very very strong face hugger vibes as well as like anytime there is a giant spider movie where like the spider lays eggs. Mm-hmm. it's like it reminds me of that yeah um, yeah but i mainly was just hung up on the fact that like they just left the eggs in the room mm-hmm. and then the teacher scientist guy just left the egg in a box with no lock just a normal box uh-huh. in a classroom where he was teaching like middle school age kids high school maybe like i don't know like kids right and i was just like oh no which like you had, you had mentioned um <laughs> Why didn't they take it to a lab? And I think that was yeah. like Billy's solution to it. Um, after after he accidentally made the the mini, the, yeah. the other ones, um, they didn't learn anything. They didn't learn anything. And then the the scientist, he's immediately like, "Oh, you should see it multiply." And he drops water on it. And it's like Billy, you had literally one, three jobs. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, it's the that's the good the good metaphor for like greedy capitalism, right? In this in this movie, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, oh, we can just keep making it multiply for mm-hmm. research, and then the dad's like, we can just multiply it and sell them right. to kids for Christmas, and so it's just like they'll call it the Peltzer Pet. It'll be one in every <laughs> home in America. The dad's heart is in the right place. Yeah, no, I like I like him and his 
bumbling efforts to make yeah. stuff. I think it's very cool. Um, I would I would probably buy like one or two of his products. The ones that like yeah. the weird hydraulic hammer or like the stupid like drill with three fly swatters attached to it. Yeah, I like the egg cracking thing if it mm. worked. And even like so bad at cracking eggs. It seems like his mom is like very supportive of of her husband's like inventing efforts, even though it's yeah. a nightmare. The one that really, really bothered, I was watching this with my boyfriend, Nisno. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really bothered him was the orange juice one, because <laughs> put one orange juice in, how did it produce that much juice? Like he put, or one orange, one orange in uh-huh. to juice, and it produced so much juice and like pulp. And this the whole time was just like, that was one orange! <laughs> the one orange the whole time! The whole uh-huh. time. So funny. I don't know. I I bet the props team had like a blast coming up with these very oh, yeah. bad inventions. Definitely, um, it makes the the movie more fun. Yeah, and the the coffee maker that just spits out essentially tar. Yeah, <laughs> nasty, but it's fine. Um, so because they think uh, Miss Deagle has a thing out for uh, Barney, which she does, admittedly, she confessed as much. Uh, yeah. The dad is like, oh, I'm going, I'm headed to an inventor's convention. I'll just take Barney to your grandma's and leave him there until Christmas, uh, Christmas Eve, I think, or something like that. Um, and then I'll bring him right back, which like, I don't know how many times you've heard like, (laughs) like puppy farm, not puppy farm. That's another thing. But like, uh, they went up to the old farm where they can run around all day. Yeah, they're they're happy at the farm. That doesn't that doesn't yeah. sound any better. No. <laughs> they take them away. They're doing weird experiments, and then eventually, uh, the the eggs hatch, and we get our like first like proper exposure to the gremlins. Yeah, oh. they're lovable, horrible little guys. They're nasty. Their fur is like all gone. They're kind of like I don't know. How would you describe? their skin texture like lizards unfortunately okay yeah i could see that yeah. or like, like a frog maybe yeah like a lizard mixed with a frog like bowser no like um oh oh, oh, oh um in the super mario bros movie uh-huh. uh like yoshi i think is <laughs> okay. they make horrible isn't yoshi robot. just like a velociraptor in that one yeah yeah like a weird <laughs> I'm looking it up. <laughs> That's fair. Our first on-screen death comes at about 50... Well, it's not even on-screen. It's off-screen. Um, our first death comes at about 50 minutes uh, in a movie that is like an hour and 49 minutes long. So Yeah, a lot of build-up to the end. Right. And I think these like first couple scenes where we don't really know what the gremlins are capable of, like that's probably the most horrific it gets. Um in terms of yeah. the movie, like the the part where um, it is stalking the science teacher, you have like I really like the uh, film reel slapping against the projector in this like super dark room. Um, I think I think they do a really good job of building up the tension. Same thing with um, Billy's mom after she gets the call from Billy. It's like, hey, they've hatched. You've got to get out of the house. Um, that entire yeah. that segment is just like so neat and i don't think they really hit those tones like throughout the rest of the movie 
the fight scene is pretty scary. Yeah. She, Billy's mom, and like it kind of touches on this in, in the novel. Um, she's hardcore. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> yeah, she's crazy. Maybe it like comes from having to be on her toes from all of like her husband's inventions, like Breaking yeah. Bad at any second. Yeah, and they they got that sword that just falls on you when you walk in. So. Right, which is some nice foreshadowing. Yeah, um, so she, a, she wields a knife immediately. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've got to get him. She sneaks up on a gremlin and like runs it through a food processor, which is gnarly. They've got this like yeah. chunky green blood. Um, she, she sticks one in the microwave. Um which apparently I didn't I didn't know this, but there used to be like uh, folk tales about pets getting stuck in microwaves, what? which is horrifying. And I think that's why they included it here. That's um, like so they talk about putting a dog in a dryer, and then they also do that. It's kind of weird. Oh my god, it's awful. I know, kind of weird. <laughs> Don't like. <laughs> um, and then of course, yeah, she has her her knife, but um, there's just a lot. They build the tension in in the in this scene very nicely. Um, I like when she goes up to the stocking that is moving uh, and then she like slashes at it and it's just like a toy robot in it uh, yeah. because the gremlin is in the tree. Oh, it's yeah, so good. It's good. Mm. And then the fighting with the gremlin in the tree. Is yeah. Really it like almost kills her and then Billy comes in, uh, which has got to be a small town. I don't know. <laughs> it was like five minutes from the house to the high school, I guess. It must be. And he comes in, he picks up that sword and like lops off the head of the gremlin and send it, sends it flying into the fireplace. And then from here, like things get very slapstick and funny. Yeah, the gremlins go wreak havoc. Reap mm. havoc? Reek, reap, 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 reap. They go create havoc. Yes, <laughs> they go do the thing. Because <laughs> um, initially, uh, after Billy's mom kills the other ones, I think it's just Stripe, technically. Mm-hmm, until the, the pool scene. Right. So they're, they are chasing uh, Stripe throughout town. Um, and he dives into a pool and creates a whole bunch of other gremlins. Because like once they're, once they're in their transformed state um, and they multiply, they don't have to be cute and fluffy anymore. Or it's just like whatever form they take, that is the form of gremlin that they make. Yep. Um, yeah, and they start doing pranks and causing havoc around town. Um, did did you, they kill the old lady? Did she I, die? I think so. They're like rewiring uh, stoplights. They're um, like it starts off kind of harmless. And then I think once they kill Miss Deagle by sending her flying out her window through her hydraulic chair, like they're just straight up murdering folks. Yeah, this is like if Stitch from Lilo and Stitch was like murderous, which I guess <laughs> he would have been if it wasn't Lilo and Stitch. Uh-huh. If it wasn't Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's a really good comparison. Uh, I guess we could talk about like the term gremlin. Um, yeah. Because it's, kind of, it's like kind of important, I guess. And we haven't really touched on the, the Futterman stuff. Um, yeah, there's a there's a line, I guess, I don't want to say the There's a line where he's talking about, uh, he keeps ranting and raving about foreign TVs and foreign automobiles. And if you know anything about like TVs and automobiles like that he was talking about, he was talking about ones that were like made in Asia. Uh-huh. And he's 
very xenophobic, like the whole time. And he says this thing. You know, they're still shipping them over here. They put them in the cars, they put them in the TV, they put them in the stereos and the radios. You stick in your ears, they put them in your watches. They got little teeny gremlins for our watches. Um, I don't think it's such a good idea that you drive. Why don't you walk home? You know, Katie, I think maybe I'll walk home. He's basically saying they're going to like destroy your product slowly or like track right. you. You know, like crazy stuff. So, yeah, so it was like these little creatures um, that supposedly would like sabotage planes and stuff during World War II. He's bummed because he was fired from his factory job, which like there are a bunch of like little nods to to things not like this this perceived like heightened uh, U.S. Uh, patriotism versus like the reality of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, he's getting drunk, and then he is talking about his tractor, which he was so prideful in. He's like, I took it for a repair, and, like, the entire innards are, like, foreign. Like, he's like, the spark plugs, the the axles, like, it's all made in another place. And he's real bummed about it. Xenophobia. Yeah. I, and I think the movie, because I don't have as much of a nostalgia filter on this movie, right. so it kept trying to make me, like, feel sorry for that guy. Like, it, like she's even, like, he just wants someone to listen. Mm. <laughs> and I just don't. I never felt sorry for him at all. Like, I uh -huh. was just, like, uh, he, like, he's like, oh, I lost my factory job. But he's the exact type of person to be, like, anti-union or something, you know? So I'm just, just right. like, I was just like, ugh. Uh -huh. Get him out of here. So I'm glad he was not a big role in the movie. Because <laughs> I was, like, every time he came on, I was like, Oh, no, you're making the like fun childhood memories kind of racist. Uh-huh. So yes, I feel like I feel like a lot of the crux and a lot of the discussion that we could have about like the racism and the um xenophobia, especially in regards to satire, um could be placed on this seemingly like throwawayable character. Um yeah. cuz it would be one thing, right, if he had these false beliefs. And it was like a matter of like the gremlins came from space or like they came from Paris, right? Yeah. If it because because we have them coming from a granted not Japanese, but still like in the, in the 80s, there was no way they were going to make that distinction. Like I mean, around the 80s, we really started feeding into like the Red Scare. Mm -hmm. And so then it's going to shift more towards anti-Chinese stuff. Right. And like it opens up like if it didn't if the movie didn't open up in chinatown uh -huh. you know like that it opens in chinatown and he goes into a very like he even like points out like why is this underground and like i, right. I was like oh no it, i don't remember i'm sad that i'm seeing it right now <laughs> like i was like no <laughs> it like validates his claims even yeah. though they like they're not true which sucks because you can have that you can have that archetype of character right where they're paranoid about everything and then they end up being right and it's played for laughs or whatever but because like the the notes that he is pursuing are so uh racially tinged it's just like it's gross feels bad yeah. <laughs> at least they don't try too hard to make you like him they're just like oh he's just a sad old man mm -hmm. and, and then like, he comes back in the sequel and it's fine oh, he does <laughs> Yeah, he 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 makes no reference. Like his character kind of changes, and he's just like, oh, "I'm in the big city. I'm confused. What's this? A skyscraper?" <laughs> um, but yeah, they. It looks like he dies in this movie along with his wife, and then 
when it came time for the sequel, like six years later, they're like, nah, bring it back. Bring old Dick back. It's fine. Well, at least they improve on him. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to harp on it too much because it's just like a fun movie. But I think it's important, like like I said earlier, just to be like, hey, mm-hmm. just be aware that this opens up in Chinatown and then calls simultaneously calls like gremlin something that is foreign and breaking right. all of your stuff but like it's like mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> right no it's definitely it's definitely sketch and worth mentioning to pivot <laughs> that's but anyway. another word i wanted uh so they're committing all kinds of crimes they go the- to the bar and they party i like that scene a lot yeah There's that's a good some- there is some real good puppetry. Uh, it's just they're dancing. They're dancing. They're drinking. Their stomach is getting full with liquids and stuff. There's popcorn. just all kinds of. Where did all popcorn come from? Uh-huh. Um, they, they spit this weird goo out that is kind of gross. But oh, I'm like sure when, when they sneeze. Well, even like they like spit it on purpose. The like the mohawk one, at least. Oh yeah, the like the orange. Popcorn nasty stuff yeah yeah i don't know what that is i don't even know how they would do that yeah Um, i don't know apparently each puppet which there were tons of them uh cost approximately like 30 to forty thousand dollars um so at the end of filming each day they would have security like check the trunks of cars to make sure that nobody was trying to steal one that's crazy i think it'd be obvious if he stole one right like oh this puppet is for sale Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, which I don't know. I don't know if any of them are still around or if they got salvaged after the movie. I'm sure they are. I'm sure. Right. Yeah, like in a museum or something mm-hmm. that they preserve that kind of stuff. They were they used like wires to move them, but they also had specifically like stop motion ones. Okay. So it was like a mixture of puppetry and stop motion. Which yep. I got in school. I like both things. Mm-hmm. The only one that I was like that I for sure noticed was stop motion were like the shadows and the movie projector um, when they're all like rushing towards Billy and, and crew um, and maybe some of the stuff with Gizmo driving later. Um, yeah. Otherwise, like I, I didn't notice a ton of it. Maybe the underwater stuff too. I think the one where they're like, they're all running before, I think it's before the movie theater. There's a part where they're all like running and that part was very like. Oh stopping. yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, right. It was a funny looking sequence, but it uh-huh. was it was fun. Like it was nice, but I think just like the ones with like large amounts of them. That makes it's sense. Easier to do stop motion. Um, so the town is plunged into chaos. Um, Billy tries to go to the cops, and they don't believe him. Uh, <laughs> which I think that is has that happened before in in another episode we did. No, that was a fake oh. cop. Oh, so, yeah. But, so like, yeah. The cops are always like, oh, yeah, right. Whatever. Uh-huh. They're drinking on the job. It's Christmas. They don't care. Um, and then the gremlins, like, cut the lines on their brakes and they die, probably. 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 They, see the, they see the old lady get thrown out her window. Uh-huh. And then they see Santa get attacked. Oh, yeah. They're like... <laughs> He always plays Santa. He's like, I want to go. And he's just sitting there staring at it. Uh huh. Jesus, Frank, that's Dave Myers. He does Santa every year. 
hell is he doing now? What's that stuff he's got all over him? Huh? Frank, I really think we should go now. It's kind of funny, Frank. Do I start the car? Because I really like to go back to the station now. Meanwhile, they have a radio host talking about like everything that's going on. And... That's hilarious. That is the best part, I think. It's so good. Because it's just like, if you're not paying attention, like you'll miss it, obviously. Uh, but even he like dismisses it but then they're trying to break into the studio he has a line later on um i don't know if you caught this it's like towards the end um (laughs) he says the marines are standing by with the fire hoses yeah yeah. it could have gone so much worse i i love the like the background radio show stuff like Mm -hmm. anything like that like it's like welcome to night vale or like I mean, he even posts, like, posts, he even says whenever people are calling in about it, he's like, cut out the Orwellian crap. Like, uh-huh. like leave me alone. It's Christmas Eve. What it's are you talking Halloween. about? Yeah. Oh, and side note, there's also a, a Netflix series. It's an Argentinian Netflix series called The Curian Frequency. Oh, I haven't seen that it, yet. It's very good. And it's, it's like a radio show. And it's something I could, like, see this whole sequence happening. And uh-huh. so I'd be surprised if it wasn't like inspired by stuff like this. It's really huh. cool. That's, That's definitely my favorite part of the movie, though the mm-hmm. the radio hosts. Yeah, like I it just like this entire. If we could just skip to like to that like forty five minute mark, like right before yeah. things go nuts, I, I think maybe maybe we wouldn't have as many uh, grievances with this movie. Um, yeah, because like it really it is a lot of fun watching them wreak havoc and do all that good stuff um yeah the bar scene in and particular it, is just like very impressive it's fun to see like the immediate downfall of like making them multiply and like trying to profit off of them they're mm. like nope nope we're evil so that's pretty fun and, and then they go to the movies which is very fun which they show they show snow white snow white Yes, no, I, I... I don't know how they did that, but... <laughs> I don't either. One of them even has, like, Mickey ears on. Uh-huh. They all take a break from the chaos to go watch a movie. And it's And they so, love it. They're nuts about it. It's so funny. I don't know why. Yeah, they love Snow White. They're, like, calm for it. <laughs> Singing the songs one of and... Like, one of them's like, get me milk duds. I'm like... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, they're just watching it. And even whenever, like, uh, Billy and the other people walk in i'm so bad at names like whenever they walk in uh gizmo starts singing along too Mm -hmm. Um, another fun fact uh stripe is voiced by uh frank welker who does like scooby-doo and oh yeah oh very very prolific cast they also had like a bunch of other people do like side gremlins or whatever like i think michael winslow was on the list that i saw um fun yeah, it's it's neat. Um, so then they blow up the movie theater. That might seem yep. like a weird curveball that we're throwing in, but like they do it. It happens. They're like, we're gonna go to the boiler room and just blow up the movie theater. Uh huh. It's fine. <laughs> our our movie theaters will recover, maybe. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, the whole town is like falling apart in very in a very like short amount of time. So. I guess it feels do or die. I mean, yeah, they called the, they called in the Marines. The light will kill these things, so I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh no! It's like, it, I mean, worst case scenario, daytime will happen, and they'll just have to find them. Right. Like, I, 
and that's like a whole other horrible metaphor, like probably pretty bad. So I'm uh-huh. glad that that didn't happen. It might in the sequel, but I don't remember the sequel like at all. Um, no, in the sequel, they're in. It's like a giant skyscraper that has like a shopping mall and also like network television stations and also a secret lab and stuff. So because they're indoors and it's fine. And then like when the sun is supposed to come out, then it starts like storming. So they can't even use that. Um, And if it rains while they're in New York or whatever, then it's like, ah, they're everywhere. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that yeah billy doesn't communicate that with anybody really who could help nope i think that the uh, what's the girl's name oh my gosh kate kate she figures it out when she's going to light the cigarette which like why is she lighting the gremlin cigarette for them she's like okay and she's like done but then he's scared of the flame Uh and she's like oh light and then takes pictures of them to like Mm -hmm. get out of the water which like they're kind of for as small as they are um they do a lot of damage by themselves, like with their claws. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the injuries that we see, whether it's against Billy or his mom, or I mean the dead teacher, it's like one on one. They've also got these like sharp little teeth, so maybe they're a little, maybe they're a little scary. Uh, Gremlins and Dead by Daylight. When? Oh my God! They could do it now. <laughs> <laughs> got the little little baby. Yeah, little babu yeah. yeah oh my god yes there we go just in time <laughs> for the holidays let's go That'd be um, amazing. so yeah, of course <laughs> oh my gosh what would the twin be i don't know she could just have a gremlin in there uh-huh <laughs> oh my gosh um it just is the the warner brothers shield yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so of course after they blow up the the theater like um, Stripe is the only one that survives again. Uh, and then they go into like, uh, it's not like a mall. I guess it'd be like a Walmart kind of. Cause it's like, it's big enough that yeah. it's got a bunch of departments and stuff, but like, yeah, it's just like their local department store type thing. Like, mm-hmm. like your everything is here type store. Meanwhile, dad is trying to get back, uh, and hearing the, the radio report, uh, going on and is very confused um he his character also takes the high and high and mighty road a lot which is weird considering like he incited everything um yeah and i think he gets called out for it at the end by the shop owner he Um, does he does i was like thank you shop owner uh uh-huh the only sane one in this whole freaking movie Mm -hmm. for real (laughs) um so they get to the shopping mall or whatever it is uh, and they are trying to, at this point, um, Stripe is just like, I'm going to kill him. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Stripe's like, I'm done with this. Uh-huh. You've killed how many of my children? Like, this is only fair. <laughs> it's true. It's true. They're uh-huh. the ones that created them. And then they're like, ew, no. Mm-hmm. I want um, Stripe to do this. Except for whenever Stripe picks on Gizmo. Yeah. Giz- no. Gizmo did nothing wrong. No. Ugh. I can't, like, I cannot wait to talk about the book. Because that, oh. Oh, y'all should y'all should stick around for the the bonus stuff because it's gonna be so good. I'm excited. Um, so yeah, they they run into the store. Um, Stripe is kind of hiding, but also trying to kill them because, like, like you mentioned, like daylight is approaching. Um, mm-hmm. and he needs a safe place to hide. Um, Stripe finds like a water fountain 
and he hops in. He picks up a gun and shoots Billy. Yeah, it's a fucking gun. I like I looked down for one second when I was rewatching it, and then I looked up and I was like, "Why did he get a gun? Like I was like, why is he shooting?" That's that's where the Walmart comparison came in. Yeah, yeah. Like where where did he get this gun? Just shooting it. Mm -hmm. Because Kate is like trying to turn on the overhead lights and stuff to to like blind him or like lure him in a specific area um and it's just like not working for whatever reason so he has <laughs> it feels so silly to say it he has billy at gunpoint he hops into the fountain to make more of himself and then gizmo driving around like a malibu barbie car <laughs> <laughs> just driving around the store um barney is there for some reason he hops out of the car and finds everybody uh, before the dad can and then gizmo like drives into a skylight uh to, to let the sunlight in and kill stripe um that's a really cool effect too as stripe is dying and stuff um nasty with the skeleton and all that it looks crazy like that that sequence is probably like the coolest looking sequence in the mm -hmm. movie that part is also it? used to give me like Kind of, nice. I would, I would have dreams about skeleton stripe. That's fair. I mean, whenever it comes back out mm -hmm. and then it disintegrates, ew. uh huh. I wonder how they did that. They had a, a very similar effect in, I think, the Evil Dead Two, where like one mm -hmm. of the zombies just like dissolves. Um, I'd be interested. We we'll have to like go back and try to find that. Um, and then Dad comes in and he's like, "What happened?" Like, what did you think? What, what do you think happened? Huh, bud? Like, things went bad. Yeah. Ugh. And then, of course, they're just like, they're like, back to normal. Everything's fine. We got Gizmo. We're not all Gizmo. traumatized. It's totally fine. Oh, at one point, Billy and Kate kiss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, hello there. Things happening. Uh-huh. They've got some... this the moment. When They've got some what, chemistry. Yeah, but this is what, like, this is how Stripe gets a gun. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's kind of freaking out. I can get a gun in this uh -huh. time. Oh, my gosh. I completely forgot about that. Um, I just remember because it's fresh in my brain being like, huh? Uh -huh. There's so many moments in this movie where I go, what? What uh -huh. is happening? <laughs> That's fair. I, I'm sure if you brought that up, they would just be like, oh, it's satire. Like, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah. Oh, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> this whole event is just giving Kate another reason to hate Christmas. Uh, oh, okay. with her tragic backstory. Backtrack before we talk about her tragic backstory. Yeah. There's another. There's another. Wait, what scene where she's walking with Billy? He's walking her home, and she's talking about like Christmas. And I guess trigger warning. Literally a trigger warning here for like self-harm because they're walking home oh, yeah. and he's like oh, this whole interaction is so bad it's, who wrote this it's and weird he, and should not lead to the romance yeah. that it does afterwards he's like, he's like oh don't you love christmas and she's like for some people instead of like celebrating christmas they'd rather go home and slit their wrists uh -huh. and, then he, and then he's like what are you hindu and i was like what yeah what the and then he's like when are you free and she's like thursdays and he's like can we hang out and she's like yeah and i'm like what is happening right here? she goes like she goes all in for a bit like 
She's yeah. like, oh, more people jump, uh, jump in front of trains. And, and he's like, oh, what? Yeah. And he's, she's like, it's true. Like, She goes on and on. And then his only response is, what are you Hindu? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, my God. Because she, do- she doesn't get into it then. But later on, when they were. Yeah, you can tell this part yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Probably another, probably the most uh, controversial scene uh, in the movie. Um, (laughs) They tried to get this thing pulled so many times, uh, but Joe Dante was just like, no, no, it's staying in. Even Steven Spielberg was like, I I don't know about that, Joe, but it's your movie, I guess, so it can stay. Um, It's not even like fun, dark humor. It's just like, why? Right. (laughs) Which, if you ask, if you ask him in interviews and stuff, he's like, "Oh, no, that like encapsulates the whole movie. Like, is it funny? Is it dark? Like, ooh, I don't know. It's <laughs> a little edge lord for me." <laughs> uh, but the reason Kate hates Christmas when she was younger, actually, it might have only been a couple years ago. I don't remember. Um, her mom. <laughs> her mom and her were waiting around for her dad to get back from work and they were making Christmas dinner and he never called and he never showed and they were worried for for like five days or something worried sick out of their mind there had been a lot of snow and they just assumed that he had gone uh because it was so cold she went to light a match and that's when she smelled it they called the fire department they thought they were going to find a bird or a cat, but they found her dead dad dressed up as Santa Claus, stuck in the chimbley. Yeah, like, but why? Why would he have done that? I don't. How stupid. Like, dress up as Santa all you want, bud. Like, no chimney is going to fit a person. Yeah, with a bag. That's like, why, <laughs> that's why Santa's I, got magic. I just thought it's like, I know they're trying to be like, oh, we're talking about capitalism, but like, that's Mm -hmm. not the way to do it. I don't feel like. Right. Like, I don't know that whole, like whenever she, I just kind of deleted that. And I like just watched it again. I just Uh kind of deleted that part from my brain because I was like, huh? Why? (laughs) What? Why? Why is she like this? It's so (laughs) weird. Like, I don't know. And they died of Santa Claus in her chin. (laughs) And that's why I hate Christmas and talk about suicide instead uh-huh. of actual, I don't know. It was just like weird. It was the very like shock factor dark right. humor that I don't like. I, I think it it was like just that. I don't know. I I like this movie, but if I don't address these things, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's weird. Like, <laughs> I think it's okay to question these things. Yeah, that oh. that whole scene was very like big question mark. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I don't know. Even even I think had they had they kept like the original body count or whatever, like even then it still would have felt out of place. Yeah, like because it just doesn't make any sense. Like they just, don't make us care about Kate that much. She just kind of exists, and then we're supposed to like. It's like if you are working retail. And a customer comes up and tells you a story like that. They uh-huh. felt like that. Like, it's like, how the heck am I 
supposed to respond to that? Like, how am I supposed to react to this? It just grinds everything to a halt. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, can we get back to how cute Gizmo is? Or like, <laughs> can, can little gremlins go around like cutting people's brakes and like blowing stuff up again? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> look at that. Quick, Gizmo, sing a song, hurry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because that happens like right before they, literally, literally what they do. They're like, oh, tragic backstory. Oh, look, they're watching Snow White in that, in that wacky. Yeah, hee <laughs> hee. It's just, ugh. So yeah, the 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 movie ends with the shopkeeper coming back and uh, berating everybody for breaking the rules and saying that they only care about capitalism and all. And Western society is not ready for the responsibility of caring for them, uh, except for Billy, who's a special case. Maybe someday, maybe. except not really. Because Billy took every opportunity to break the rules as soon as he knew what would happen. Yeah, he could have just been like, "Uh oh, there are these guys. I better like get rid of them or do something uh-huh. or like go back to the main guy and be like, hey, uh oh, uh-huh. we did this thing. And then he would have known what to do. So, and then Gizmo is attached to Billy. So he says, bye, Billy, before they leave. And it's very sweet. It's very sad. It is sad. Um, I like it. But yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much the movie. Uh, that's like, the movie. Like I said, we didn't we didn't go like super in depth. So if you want to watch it, feel free to. Uh, I would still I would recommend it with like all of the attached like yeah uh, disclaimers oh, yeah. that we have that we have said. Me too. Me too. I think it's very fun. Uh, whenever it ended, I said to this, I said. That was the most '80s movie. I don't remember. <laughs> that. That's really like all the like attached like warnings and stuff. Just go with every '80s movie. Uh-huh. I feel like like there's gonna be stuff that needs to be addressed, but it can still be a good movie. Right. I feel like it's maybe one step above Monster Squad. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So like I, I would suggest this over a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So the, the the bad stuff isn't so bad that it's like glaring. There's the weird scene with the lady talking about wanting to murder the dog that bothered me and then there's the the whole kate dad hating christmas thing that i Mm. honestly forgot immediately so but there's also really fun scenes like the the bar scene and stuff with Mm. all the fun puppets that i really like and like the i think like the bond between like there's no aside from like futterman right there's no real you don't really hate any of the characters and they all seem to have like very genuine relationships with each other and that's kind of nice like it does it does feel like you know small town coziness to an extent Um, oh yeah it does did the radio host die i think i think he's fine i think he's okay (laughs) maybe oh we can talk about i really like the music in this I like the music yeah. in this movie a lot. The, the music is really good. The Gremlin Rag, the the theme song at the end. I oh. it's just, it's one of my favorites. This is another one of those movies uh that I feel like you can watch either at Halloween or at Christmas and it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's like Definitely. A, like a nightmare before Christmas type thing. Mm. Um it, it, I'd I've always seen it around Christmas time, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I think because of all the other Halloween movies take over at Halloween time. 
Right. Yeah. You don't want you don't want to take away from whatever spooks Christmas gets. It's handful of spooks. Like we mentioned, uh, there is a sequel, Gremlins Two: New Batch. Um, Joe Dante prefers that one over the first one. To this day, he is like, I don't know, I don't know why the first one's so successful. <laughs> it's like because Gizmo's cute, and yeah, you made a bunch of toys, bud. Yep, they did the classic Star Wars tactic. Yeah, which is funny because then, like, that's the opposite of the point of him making that man die in the right. <laughs> it's like you just did the you did the thing. You're the one who murdered that dead. Uh huh. Because this Mark. movie, it's not like it's not even a cult classic. Like, no, it's just popular. It came out the same day. I can't remember if I said this or not. It came out the same day, same weekend as Ghostbusters. Uh, yep. And only lost out to them opening weekend by like a million dollars. And Ghostbusters was huge. So it's this movie is very much a product of the things that it hates or claims to hate. So the second one is it has much more satirical views and stuff. Uh, and then the third uh, has been in development in hell forever. There is reportedly a script. There's an IMDb page um that hasn't been updated since like 2017 um a lot of the fear with a proposed sequel is that will cgi like totally kill the charm and the effect that the first two had maybe i I hope not because i I feel like they could look at things like the mandalorian Mm -hmm. or like even the newer star wars movies and see that like not doing as much cg and like sticking with puppets made Uh those do a lot better than they probably would have with cg right and i feel like at this point steven spielberg is gonna get whatever the hell he wants yeah definitely so i mean he was only he's only been producer but you know it's still like one of his many many babies i guess in Um, 2021 gremlin's secrets of the mogwai on their quest to return gizmo to his family and uncover a legendary treasure they are pursued by a power-hungry industrial industrialist and his growing army of evil gremlins. Huh. I wonder how yeah. that'll work. Warner Brothers Animation. Huh. So is it going to be animated? Or? Yeah, I think it's all animated. I saw like the title card for it, I think, huh. but that's it. Um, but even that may be postponed due to COVID and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm sure animation studios are taking it kind of hard. Yeah, that's rough. Um, it looks cool. so. Yeah, not to not to end this on a on a bummer note for our first holiday uh, episode. Uh, it's a fun movie. You should watch it. Yeah, you should. It's very fun. Um, Gizmo is really cute. Do it for Gizmo. Do it for Gizmo. <laughs> Live your life for Gizmo. We should mention it's been a while. Um, November ended up being super busy for both of us, um, so we needed some time to kind of decompress and deal with work things. Um, if you missed the last bonus episode that was made public, we have a Patreon. And one of the Thank tiers you. is that you get to pick a movie or topic for us to cover. And Gremlins was uh, chosen by good friend of mine, Jerry. Um, so thank you, Jerry, uh, for suggesting it. It was a lot of fun rewatching it. Um, yeah, I like rewatching it as an adult. I was like, oh... Yeah, I think it I I think it is fun to analyze things that um I've had time to like 
sit for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we didn't ruin the experience for you, Jerry, because uh, I don't think I don't think that is that's the tone that we took. I, I think we are. No, I know. I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad because I remember really liking this movie as a kid, and then watching it as an adult, I only mildly like it. Like now, I'm like, dang, right? Movies, I'm like, I shouldn't have rewatched this. I feel like not that it not your fault, Jerry. Not your fault. <laughs> I just am like, oh man. I just remember Gizmo being cute uh-huh. and the little guy running around, and I remembered like them being in a movie theater and it like blowing up. But those are like all the notes that I remembered. Mm-hmm. I think if we ever cover the second one, like we I would w- like, we'd be much more down with that one. It is more of like of the two. It is more of a cult classic. Um, that's Gremlins. is a lot of fun. Uh, we have two more episodes for december one of them that we have planned for sure and i think one that uh that we're still working on um but yeah it'll be it'll be fun i'm feeling very festive which it does not happen very often uh don't go down any chimneys don't go down any chimneys (laughs) don't feed your mogwai your gremlins after midnight don't expose them to light and don't get them wet Mm -mm, no water I think that's <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us here today. We're gonna get into that good good bonus content, so don't miss it. Okay, bye bye main video podcast people. Goodbye. Have a good day. Yes. Or Happy night. holidays. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wholesome Spooks. If you like this episode, be sure to let us know somewhere on the internet. If you have a suggestion or topic for us to cover in a future episode, you can hop on over to our Patreon, where you can get access to bonus content and more. And one last thing before you go, if you could share the show with a friend or leave us a review on iTunes, it would help us out a lot. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find podcasts. Now go on and get your gremlins. Gremlins.